What's going on, everybody? Zach Rosenblatt here with Mike K at Novacare Complex. This is an emergency episode of the No Huddle Show. The Eagles signed Boston Scott yesterday, Mike. Whoa. <laughs> great Scott. Great, great, great Mike joke. Okay. In reality, you guys probably know what this is about. Carson Wentz, it appears, has some having some back issues, some spasms or tightness or whatever you want to call it. Uh, it seems unlikely he plays on Sunday, just based on the information we currently have. And there was a report from Ian Rappaport of uh, NFL Network that there's a chance they hold him out the rest of the season. It kind of makes sense. If, if he's going to miss this week, they're probably going to lose, <laughs> in theory. I mean, it, not, I shouldn't say that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in a second. But th- this is, I mean, this is the Eagle season in a nutshell. Like, it just seems like not, just, nothing's going right. Um, and he didn't have a great game last week. He hasn't been that great in recent weeks. This is an issue that had like been there this season. Like He was on the injury report uh, in the middle of the week, I think a week seven in week eight or week eight in week nine or something uh, nine was the bye week and he missed practice on that Wednesday so this isn't like the first time this isn't like new information necessarily the new part is that he might miss games because of it I mean what 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 was your immediate reaction when first Doug told us that and then when the rap report report came out he needs that name does not work with, with a report yeah <laughs> that's why they call him rap sheet uh, yeah, I think on NFL Network um I turned to you like immediately after the press conference and said, once Doug said that he was going to talk about injuries to start a press conference, it felt like something the, was coming. The NFL beat writer in me went, hopefully you heard that snap. And I was like, <laughs> oh no, he's about to announce like Fletcher Cox or somebody major. Yeah. Gonna, gonna have, I never thought it was going to be Carson, but uh, you know, if the back injury has been limiting him, you can see that with his lack of mobility. Um, that's a fair, I, I, fair excuse. I think you could say, I think it's why he's, been kind of you, you remember he, he had a lot of success moving out of the pocket the week before against the Redskins you wonder if maybe he he re-injured that or something happened early in the Cowboys game I mean, he wasn't running in that Cowboys game like at all right that's what my speculation would be but again when Doug said that you know having back spasms you've seen it with Tim Jernigan those can be like hamstrings where it just takes a really long time you and I both have talked about it before we both have a history of back injuries and you know what it can be like your back is so such a large part of you know your upper body that and lower body that it can impact a lot of things and tom pelissaro actually said on the air that it was a chronic back issue which is a kind of an alarming phrase for a back injury yes especially for a guy going into the third year or the fourth year of his contract when he's when he's able to be extended um we can talk about that contract later in the show but uh it's just not ideal um i see a lot of people on twitter talking about him being carson Wentz being injury prone or there were concerns about him being injury prone coming out of college that is completely inaccurate he had one major-ish injury in college came out he was fine his entire rookie season he did have like a rib issue but it was minor yeah right it's my uh you look at the acl like that happens thing yeah it's a freak thing and it can happen to anyone so i I tweeted out like year by year because he's had injuries each year i didn't mean for it i realized what people assumed when i tweeted it i wasn't trying to say he's injury prone i was just literally just pointing out the injuries he's had 2015 he broke his wrist in college 2016 he had that chest issue uh last year the acl lcl and then this year this back thing like i i understand it doesn't he, he's not necessarily injury prone this is just, it's just something i was pointing out he has well, a history of injuries and and you know i would say this there's a large camp of 
people that are still really hooked on Nick Foles who are going to say Carson Wentz is injury prone. Nick Foles has broken his hand. He's broken. He's, True. he's broken his collarbone. He's had concussions. It happens. This is the NFL. This isn't flag football. Guys get injured. You know who hasn't been injured though? Nate Sudfeld. Who we'll talk about later <laughs> he, in the show. For sure. Um, but for me, this is a, you know, look, the offense isn't working properly anyway. <laughs> Um, Nick Foles has this ability, uh, and we'll talk about this a little bit more later, but he's got this ability to play up to his competition. When he's playing a bad team, he plays poorly. When he plays a good team, he typically stands up to the challenge. So that could be something interesting to watch. I think you also have to figure out, you know, you're not going to bring Nick Foles back on on his current set salary for next year. It's not going to happen. But maybe do you want him as your long-term backup instead of Nate Sudfeld? You've got to figure that out. You also want to shop him because if he gets a really nice contract, I mean, you want to display him because if he gets a really nice contract, you get a really nice compensatory pick. So, I mean, the Eagles' playoff hopes are actually very realistic in that, you can expect the Vikings to lo- the Vikings and, and the Panthers probably to lose one more game the way they've looked over the next three games, and you could consider the Eagles going three and zero maybe, or potentially two and one, and the other two teams falling off the map. That said, as I, I as I'm rambling a little bit, Nick Foles has proven that he can win games for you, big games. Uh, this is the reason why you have him. Yeah, I mean, my immediate reaction was just. Of course, Nick Foles is going to be starting the final three games as they're trying to go on a playoff push. Like, it's just setting itself up for another, you know, storybook end to the season where he, go, he beats the Rams, they go 3-0, and they make the playoffs. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to storm through the playoffs, but, like, it's just, like, Nick Foles, we've talked about him in the past more towards the beginning of the season. Like, he's always been that the extreme kind of guy where we, these next three games, he might earn himself a lot of money, or these next, or by putting him out there, the Eagles might be hurting his value if he goes out there and looks like he did the first two weeks, which is pretty average. Right, and I think the first two weeks was, it weren't very, I mean... It didn't help his... It didn't help his value, so really, the only way, you, it, there's only up to go. I mean, unless I mean he's, he's in the middle. He, he, he probably hurt his value in the sense of where he was coming from as a Super Bowl MVP, mm-hmm. but... Well, his value was never going to be higher that, coming up. Yeah, but I mean, the, the thing is, he that first game he came, he started, he wasn't very good, right, last year? Uh, against the... Oh, that he started? That he no, started. He was, he was fantastic against the Giants. It was the next oh, okay, game was the against next game. the Cowboys. Okay, well, the Giants are bad. He's going against the first game. Like I know you said, he plays up the competition. The Rams are good. Like right. They, they are, I mean, I know their defense has holes, but they still have Aaron Donald, who gets sacks every week, and he's on a tear right now. He's on a mission to break a record. The good news is, if they do turn to the RPO game, the Rams Which they haven't really done as much this season. Right. Yeah. The Rams defense is extremely aggressive. Uh, I know from covering Dante Fowler for several years that he bites a lot. And so that could work into the Eagles' favor as far as the RPO game. I mean, the Rams will know it's coming. As, if, as, if as long as Foles is making things happen. Right. Like, he, like, if he's playing less like he did the first two weeks and more like he's shown in the past he's capable of. And so for me, this is an opportunity for the Eagles to kind of recharge their offense. Nick Foles led the huddle in uh, practice today. And what I thought was interesting was I overheard him say something about Carson. I didn't hear the entire conversation. But when he broke the huddle, a teammate goes, Nick, you got it. Guys believe in Nick Foles. No doubt about it. I mean, they believe in Carson Wentz, too. But I mean, you saw it last year. They rallied around him. Like, that was the whole thing. This I know this is a different team, but there's a lot of the same guys are here. This is going to benefit two people. 
that are not named Nick Foles. Alshon Jeffrey and I think Golden Tate. Yeah. Because the RPO game will be perfect for Golden Tate. I also think it'll benefit Nelson Aguilar to some extent. Um with how they're looking at him as a deep threat. But Alshon Jeffrey's a guy who hasn't been targeted regularly. Nick Foles will target him. I mean, it was pretty clear if you even just watch Alshon in the playoffs, him and Foles just, your eyes tell the story. He has a better chemistry with Alshon Jeffrey than Carson Wentz does. Well, and the thing is, too, is you mentioned Nick Foles not playing very well in the first two games. He didn't have Alshon. Alshon wasn't there, yeah. Yeah, Alshon wasn't there. They didn't have Golden Tate. And... Dallas you Goddard know, was still like adjusting the NFL. The running backs were banged up. Yeah. Clement and AJ Josh Adams Biden. wasn't even on the on the roster. Right. I think Josh Adams healthy has played better than JGI did in the first couple of games, minus the touchdown. Foles is certainly coming back to a more, you know, wide, vast arsenal of weapons. Yeah, I, I think you know they were still trying to figure out left guard. Jason Peters. He wasn't playing very well. You know, shoot, Wisniewski might have to start this week, and he was starting in that week one. So yeah, <laughs> the offensive so. line is going to look the exact same as when he started the season. Well, at least there's <laughs> continuity, right? But um, let's focus more on Carson, though, because... Yeah, let the impact th- of this. It, it, Carson's played 11 games, um, it, and the offense hasn't played all that well. Um they are five and six in the games that Carson has played. Yep. So Nick Foles has a better winning percentage this season. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I understand um, it's just two games. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, Carson has upped his completion percentage. A um, lot. Almost 10%. I think he, I think he has, we, we've harped on his accuracy, but he has been more accurate. Um, not just talking completion percentage. There have been throws that he's made that he has he's, made. He's also, he's, Simultaneous been more accurate and less accurate, actually, I would say. Yeah, I think he's more inconsistent, right? Yeah, so, yeah, that's a good way of putting it, yeah. So he'll go through stretches where he's a he's – a, people don't want to say it, but he's also a streaky quarterback. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's he, not high variance. I mean, his his playing style is kind of – kind of make, makes that so. You know, he's yeah. an improv, improvisational type of guy, and that's not always going to work. Well, if the Eagles are saying to themselves, the offense isn't really working very well, Wentz is not – feeling up to par maybe it we we should just look for his long-term future he'll be two years removed from a from an acl surgery uh by mid-season next year he'll have his feet under him let's let him regroup that's not necessarily a bad decision uh they are still alive in the playoffs so you don't know what type of message that sends Unless you have Nick Foles, because Nick Foles is a guy. He's a Super Bowl MVP. He's done all this stuff. People get people roll their eyes about Nick Foles all the time when I talk about him. But the truth is, if you played with him up until the Super Bowl run and you've seen what he's been able to do at times, he is extremely high variance. The bad is really bad, but the good is really good. You can trust him to go do it. I mean, this is a situation where you need a very high level offense. And Nick Foles is capable of leading a high-level offense when he's on the good streaks. So, I mean, it, you're taking a gamble here, but realistically, you shouldn't make the playoffs. This Eagles team should No, it has no business being in the race. The fact that right. the, the Vikings and, and Panthers are like, hey, you you guys can stay in the playoff race. Like, they're yeah. be- like the Vikings just fired John DeFilippo, which we probably would have talked about more extensively today, but that's like yeah, the, I wrote the, that. that's I like back page that. news. Bam. I mean, and, and the Panthers like have lost how many games in a row now? Uh, I think it's three. 
But they lost to the Browns, so that's all that really matters. Yeah. Uh, but the point being, like, the Eagles are in this because the other teams are more dysfunctional than them right now. Yeah, and you look at the remaining schedule for the Vikings. They have the Dolphins, I believe the Lions, and then the Bears. The Bears are going to be trying to play for a two-seed. They play the Bears this week, I believe, yeah. No, 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 no. They play the Dolphins oh, on did Saturday. I get her mixed up, yeah. Yeah, you did. So, it's okay. All right. <laughs> but, I mean, the Panthers play the Saints twice, and the Saints are playing for home field advantage right now because they're tied with right. the Right, and they're going to be trying to hold on to that one seed or potentially a two seed. So, in, in rea- if the Eagles were to beat the Rams today, that almost gives like the Saints, I'm not today, Sunday, that gives the. Well, the Saints are actually the Saints have the number more. one seed. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but it does but give it them give, more incentive. Yeah, exactly. But, okay, I, I have a scenario to play out for you. I'm going to give you what I think about the scenario, and then you tell me what you think Go about that. It. Nick Foles goes out on Sunday. He's bad Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. He throws two interceptions. The Eagles get killed. I turned. I would turn to Nate Sudfeld the last two games. I, yes. I think at that point, I mean, it, it also, it's, uh, of course, it still depends on what happens with the Panthers and Vikings, but the odds of them yeah, making the playoffs at that point, especially if you get killed and you're just not feeling very good about those last, I know the Eagles maybe don't think like this, but... Nick Foles already that would have already hurt his value, and the Eagles are trying to get a competitive pick for him. Like that's just the reality. And hold on, let me finish this. Let me finish. I always cut you off. I know. <laughs> but Nate Sudfeld, I think it's time to see if he has the goods. If he's as good as they talk about behind the scenes. If th- give these two games to both, you know, you're both showing him off for other teams who might be interested in trading a high draft pick for him, or you're sh- you're figuring out if he's good enough to invest in as a backup for Carson Wentz because clearly Wentz hasn't made it through a full season since his rookie year now so oh my yeah, turn you're good okay <laughs> so here here's why I have pause about that so um like you said it depends on what happens in the Panthers and Vikings games I think the Panthers and the Vikings are going to lose this weekend uh as a matter of fact if I were a betting man I would bet that they lose probably pretty big for the sake of the scenario let's say they both win okay for the sake of the scenario they both win um so the eagles technically are still in it but they're they are they don't have the tiebreakers they'd have to win out and And the other two teams would have to lose out yes yes pretty much yeah correct um the only concern i would have is you're gonna play a houston texans team with a front seven that's unlike any other outside of maybe the Rams. Yeah, clowny Watt. And so you're kind of setting Sudfeld up to fail in a lot of ways. Uh, I would much rather. I think he starts Week 17 if you're not in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's a that's a guarantee. The issue for me is you're you're going to have him face a team that is going to probably want to close out strong, so they might be able to overtake the Patriots for that second seed. Um. I think you can't just turn to Sudfeld and lose the... You're not going to lose the locker room, but you can't just give up. There's way too many older players on this team for you to just be like, yeah, let's throw the kid out there. Um, So I would consider it. I don't think I would do it. Um, Now I'll throw this back at you. The Eagles lose, but they lose because the defense just can't handle the Rams. Nick throws... Completes 65% of his passes. Like a typical Nick Foles. Yeah, throws for 270 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. You're still in, in, and then the Panthers and the Vikings both lose. Are you starting Nate Sudfeld the next? No, not at that point. If 
it, I think a lot of it depends on what Nick Foles shows this week. Yeah, I think I think this game is about how I feel about it. At least the Eagles probably will keep Foles in for at least the next two weeks. If they're still in the playoff race in Week 17, he'd obviously play in Week 17. I mean, maybe not obviously if he's not playing well the next two weeks. I don't know, but it feels like these three games are probably Nick Foles's if they stay in the race. If they don't, I think. It would almost be doing a disservice if they don't even play Nate Sudfeld in Week 17. Well, when you look at Nate Sudfeld's outlook, right, he's going to be a restricted free agent. They're probably going to have to, if they want to keep him, they're Second probably... Second round gonna, tender, probably? Yeah. Um, I could see them signing him to an extension. It yeah. seems like that, that would be something they'd be interested in. Um, that said, if you're Nate Sudfeld's people, do you really want him signing a low-bar extension without showing what he can do? Exactly. You can talk about the Week 17 game from last year where he was playing actual starters and looked okay. I, I think people I mean, over... he completed his passes, but he didn't really like get yeah, yards or anything. Yeah. Right. I don't think you can like really get a really good scope of that. If you're going to have him out there with starters with Jason Peters out there, or maybe... Or, or he at did, least he, the majority I know it was the preseason, but he did look fantastic in the preseason. He did. He at did. times, at least. He I mean, I... Up and down, but like there were times where you, you watch in the throws he was making, and you're like, he looks like a, a player. I mean, I think... I'll put this on record. I think it'd be idiotic to, to cut Nick Foles and let... Nate Sudfeld walk. That oh, yeah, would be they can't the do dumbest both thing those, yeah. ever. <laughs> yeah, they can't You've do kept a third quarterback for two years. You know, that guy has to be the heir apparent. I also have talked to people in the league that think Nate Sudfeld could be a big deal eventually. Um, it, he's got potential. I th- I loved him at the East West Shrine game. I thought he was the best quarterback there by a mile. Then again, if you've ever been to the East West Shrine game, <laughs> quarterback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, so, but I look, I think Nate is a guy that is thought of really well in this organization. I think the locker room really likes him. He does really good stuff. He did really good stuff on the scout team during the playoffs and stuff like that. He, he might be the most athletic of the three quarterbacks, too, honestly, too, the way he moves yeah. around. Yeah, I would say so. At least I when think, they're all healthy. I mean, I know Wentz isn't healthy right now. But. I mean, Nick's physically imposing, but, like, Nate is, like... He moves pretty well, yeah. Yeah. Um, look... Uh, I, I'm ex- I would be excited to watch Nate Sudfeld. If they were not in the playoffs right now, Nate Sudfeld would yeah, be Yeah, if they there. were, like, already eliminated, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think – but I, I just think you've got this prime opportunity. You don't want to be one of those teams that made the Super Bowl – won the Super Bowl and then be got deemed paper champions the next year. I think Doug's way too competitive for that. I think Mike Groh has a lot on the line. I think Howie Roseman has a lot on the line as a, you know, as a former executive of the year. If you've seen who's won executive of the year over the last several years, it hasn't really turned out well for them um, down the road. And I think if they can just build some momentum, maybe make the playoffs, not necessarily win a game. I think that gives you a lot of momentum, momentum heading into the off season where, you know, you're going to rearrange a lot of stuff, but the basic structure of what you're doing um, is working. I also think the next three weeks are going to be huge for Mike Grow. Um, while he doesn't call the plays and he essentially tutors the offense into what Doug Peterson wants, is, is my perception, which is basically what Frank Reich did, but he did it very well. Uh, you know, if they can turn this offense around under Nick Foles, Mike Grow can say, well, wait a minute. Maybe it's that I came into the season thinking we were going to run more RPOs. You're going to do certain things. This is what works. Do you mind if, you know, I mean, like everybody, you brought up John DiFilippo. He was known for his red zone play calling. And they were number one, I think, in the league last year in red zone. Yeah, guess what the the Vikings are, 23rd. Uh, The Eagles are actually 18th. So, again, I think, I also think this is a great opportunity for Press Taylor. I mean, he... You know, show what he's made of. 
Yeah, you saw what John Filippo and Frank Reich were able to do, and I think they built their resumes based on the work they did with Nick, Nick Foles, Foles not sure. with Carson Wentz yeah. necessarily. Everybody kind of almost expected that out of Wentz, whereas Foles, you have to get ready. He had it, people underrate like Foles number one. I don't think he played in the preseason last year because he was hurt. Right, and then that means he didn't take any first team reps the entire season. Right, up, he, up until after that Rams game, so he had three games to get get going like they knew they were gonna be in the playoffs at that point which helped I think like if they were fighting for the playoffs it's a little different might have been harder to get him ready but he hadn't started all year he'd barely played in any I don't even know if he had played in any games because Wentz had played pretty much every snap I believe although they were blowing out some teams so I'm not 100% on that but yeah I mean they they got him ready and then they got him (laughs) firing on all cylinders by the Vikings game so yeah I mean I think Press Taylor kind of has that John Filippo vibe and he was around last year too yeah exactly and I think Nick Foles had a lot going against him in those first couple of games. I mean, the defense was banged up already. The there, there there was a lot going on. So, let's see what can happen in this week. Let's not rush to. I, I'm not going to rush to judgment on. Hey, this is this is terrible for the Eagles season because I've seen what can happen when Carson Wentz goes down and Nick Foles steps in. Um, that said, for the long term outlook of Carson Wentz, do you label him as injury prone? I don't think so. I think. You know, this is just one of those. They're snake bitten this year. I mean, this is really like I've never seen injuries like this. This feels, this feels more precautionary than anything. This Wentz one, right? I, I would agree. I also think Jernigan's been a, a lot of precautionary stuff. I think when you, Jordan Hicks, Jordan Hicks too, because he's had a lot of calf issues in the past. Right. So. The, there are guys. I mean, Darren Sproles. There have been a lot of guys. Yeah. Well, oh, now that he's got Darren Sproles in week two, which he didn't have before. Hey, there you go. Yeah, and they lost that game. <laughs> yeah, they lost that game. That's true. And, um, and Sproles wasn't a part of the run. He wasn't playing this late last year. Yeah, so, again, I think this is – and Nick Foles and Darren Sproles have a very good relationship. If you remember, there was that Chris Baker hit, like, Nick Foles' first tenure here where Chris Baker just threw him to the ground. Nick Foles was like, that's my teammate. And he got, like, all, like <laughs> – everybody made a big deal out of it. Um, again, I think I think Nick can handle this. I mean, uh, that, that's for at least in terms of the mental capacity to handle it. Like, there's no question about it. Right. He might be the best suitor to handle it out of anybody. Yeah, he's the best backup in the league. And nobody can dispute that um, based on his credentials and what he's done. It's going to be really tough to outscore and outpace the Rams. the Rams. That said, if Jared Goff is pressured the way I think the Eagles are going to pressure him, he is not going to have a very good day. Jared Goff does not do well against pressure, while the Rams' offensive line is pretty good. Okay, whatever. I don't think they're that great. Um, I think that Brandon Graham could do a pretty good job against Andrew Whitworth. Uh, I, I just think this is this is setting up to be a really intriguing matchup. Whether they win or not, it's going to definitely be a must-see uh, Sunday night game. Yeah, Sunday night. So... You know, we'll monitor these injuries. I want to touch on a couple of other injuries. Avante Maddox is back at practice on Wednesday. That's a really good sign. I think he could really help, especially when you're going up against a high-powered offense like the Rams. I think he will be more of an attribute at – or more of a – more of an asset, sorry, than uh, Corey Graham back there at free safety if he's in that position, or at, at nickel in place of Craven LeBlanc, who I actually think has played very well. He had that big give up to Cole Beasley in week 14, but other than that, he's played very well. Rasul Douglas, you feel really good about. Sidney Jones probably isn't going to play. I don't know what they're going to do there unless they put Avante Maddox outside, which would be very interesting against Brandon Cooks, actually. I think that would be a very interesting matchup. And then 
Also, yeah. Corey Clement out for the year. That's happened since. Yeah, Corey the... Clement, Josh Sweat both out. Uh, Jalen Mills got put on IR after our show last their, week. Their IR roster would beat, like, the Cardinals. Yeah. He's lined up their IR roster. That's crazy. <laughs> um, and then the guys that weren't at practice, Jernigan, Bennett, um, Bennett missed all of last week, pretty much in the week before, and he still played. I think he'll be fine. He's gonna be huge in that game. Uh, Jernigan's getting better. Listed his day to day. Maddox listed his day to day. Hicks listed his day to day, but he was not out of practice today. Sidney Jones was not at practice. He's also listed his day to day. And then Isaac Sayamalu. What was his injury? Pectoral. Okay, he was not at practice either. So, I mean, they're not like. <sighs> They're not in great shape, but they're yeah. not in terrible shape either. I don't. I don't think Jordan. I mean, Hicks the scarier thing than Nick Foles going against the Rams is the the Rams offense going against the Eagles defense. Correct, and that's going to be rough. I mean, Todd Gurley. You haven't even mentioned Todd Gurley. Like they have to. They have to defend Todd Gurley. Right, who is coming off a bad game and is going to be run very angry. He's going to be pretty angry. I mean, the team is. You don't want to play a team like that coming off a loss. But I, at I, home, what I will say is this: I don't think the Rams are as good as their record is. I think. They're a team that when they face adversity, they can't really handle it. Sean McVay is brilliant and all that stuff. But this, they're a team that has to play with a lead because their defense isn't very good. If the Eagles can somehow find a way to take advantage of the Rams' eh, defense, I think... I think we could see a nice little shootout here and the Eagles might have a shot. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll do our full preview later in the week. We just wanted to get this one out there for you guys, talk a little about the Wentz news. I'm sure there will be updates throughout the week, and we'll touch on that on our preview pod. Uh, thanks for listening. Leave us some comments, some reviews. We're on all the podcast apps. Follow us on Twitter, and uh, thanks for listening to us.